0: Let me just explain a little bit about our church. We, we basically have two different ways that keep me accountable, keep me healthy, and keep um, the voice of God loud in my life. Really, really three ways. First of all, I have a pastor. I believe everybody needs a pastor. And uh, for some of you, you might feel that I'm supposed to be your pastor, and that's great. Some of you may not, but I believe everyone needs a pastor, including pastors, okay? Okay. My pastor is Pastor Jensen Franklin uh, from Free Chapel. Um, there's campuses kind of all around America. But anyway, um, he speaks directly into my life. Even just this last week, we had to make a very big decision for the church and uh, for the future of the church. I didn't just make that decision, I called him. Um, I said, I cannot make this decision without you. We talked for about an hour, um, really got the mind of God on it and moved forward with that. So I have a pastor. Number one. Number two we have a group of board members, okay? And these board members are other senior pastors around America and the world who speak into my life, speak into the life of the church. And if, God forbid, anything was ever to happen, they're here to lead us, to help us, and to take us through any kind of tragedy or any kind of moral failures. They're, they're here. They're legally a part of the church, and um, they're... They're with me, heart and soul. They're they're not only some of my best friends and mentors, but they also care about you and they care about Las Vegas and that good news. All right. So so we have a board. Number three, we have local elders. These are men and women um, who speak directly into my life, speak directly into the life and vision of the church. Uh, They are are not a legal entity of our church, but they do speak into the life of the church. They they pray for us, they care for us, and they're really great men and women of God uh, for you as well. And they're really just here to serve. if you want to read about what an elder looks like, you can read First and Second Timothy. Could read the book of Titus. You can find all about uh, these are these are exceptional men and women of of character and spirituality who um, really play a huge vital role within the church. We only have one right now because I don't really know y'all yet. Okay, so we're still getting to know each other. But one uh, we have one elder right now. That eldership will grow, and uh, he happens to be here tonight. So I wanted to honor him, Pastor Mitch Fox. Can you stand up real quick and? And uh, if you know Mitch, to know him is to love him. I'll have you pray at the end of the service because you're amazing. Um, so, so Mitch is with us. His wife Kitty is amazing. And, um, and so we honor you. But anyway, one of our board members is here with us tonight. Um, if you were here in September at the Smith Center uh, or August or whenever that was, you remember... We introduce you to Pastor Robbie Hilton, uh, but tonight we have another board member with us. He uh, has literally been my best friend for, I don't know how, 10 years, maybe. He's, uh, he's been a, a very trusted voice in my life. He has been um, just a, an absolute kind of voice of wisdom, passion, prayer in my life. Um, he's, a, he's a dear friend. He's loyal. Um, we laugh. We fight. We talk about Jesus. Trying to think of what else we do. That's about it. But uh, he's a dear friend. Him and his wife Donna, pastor LifePoint Church in Adelaide, Australia. It's a it's a fast growing, awesome ministry there. Um, he's also on the kind of the big executive board of Australian Christian Churches, which is like their Assembly of God. And so he just has a a massive voice in the nation of Australia. He's really the most in demand speaker in the nation and is at every church just literally days ago was speaking at uh, this little struggling church in Sydney called Hillsong church. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> We're praying for them. We believe God has his hand maybe upon them, <laughs> but spoke at all their campuses. They streamed it literally to 30,000 people around the nation of Australia. So he has a real voice in th- that nation. He has a voice in America. Now as God has raised him up, he's speaking all over um he said, Hey, I'm in America. I want to hang out. And I said, you cannot come to America and we just hang. You've got to come to America and you've got to preach to us because, uh, the word of God is upon his life. Amen. Put your hands together. Come on. And, um, so anyway, he's a, he's just a, he's a true gift to the body of Christ. Uh, this weekend he was preaching to thousands of people in New York. He then went to Pennsylvania, preached to thousands of people there. Tonight he's preaching to the beginning of thousands of people. He'll he'll go to California this week, preach to thousands of people over there. Then he goes to Atlanta, preaches to I mean, so he's all over the place. But we get him for two days. Tonight he's preaching. Tomorrow we're going to spend the day together and just um, you know talk about the life of the church where we're going. So God is so good. He's he's an absolute blessing. Now I want to I want to kind of. If you're here, you're probably here for one of two reasons. You're either checking us out or you're all in. And we're learning the culture and we're learning how this works. Anytime God brings us a guest, a minister, it is a huge honor. Um, I believe it's never uh, by accident. It's never just something that by coincidence happens. It is always God bringing a gift. Jesus actually said, if you'll receive a prophet... You're going to receive a prophet's reward. And, and then he said, it's like when you receive them, you receive me. I mean, this is like, this is big stuff. You know, and I've had the honor of preaching literally to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people over the last seven years. Um, it's been such a blessing to speak into the life of churches and hopefully just give them a, a bump. You know, my, my role is to pastor you. So I'm not always going to be funny. I'm not always going to be exciting. I'm not always going to. have a great antidote or a great story. Sometimes we're just gonna open the word. I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna help you. We're gonna move forward and we're gonna go home, right? Okay, because I'm I'm that's what I'm called, I'm called to pastor people and pastoring isn't always sexy. But but what the evangelist does or the prophet does is they come in with the gift of faith. They stir us up. They get us shouting. They get us saying "Amen." It's not really a night to take notes. Rather, it's just a night to receive and and to to go to the next level. And hopefully, at the end of this service, you're going to go, Jabin, when can Dave come back?" You need a break. We need him back. That's that's honestly the goal because we and, and guest ministry will be a huge part of our church for two reasons. First of all, it'll it'll give me a break. You know, this week uh, I have ministered um, Houston, Lubbock, uh, El Paso. We had a a one-year birthday party for Goldie. That was the most tiring of all of them. (laughs) And so we will bring in guest ministry, not only to bless you, but to bless my wife and I and feed us. Because, you know, this is our church too. I don't just pastor. This is a church I attend. This is a church I tithe to. This is a church I serve at. This is my home church. And so, um, so we're going to, we're going to be fed right now. So I'm just, I'm kind of setting all that up because I want you to lean into this moment and not, not that you would, but not, you know, I, I would never want you to say, oh, there's a guest. Oh, Jabin's not here. No, no, no. That's, it's always, oh, wow. Jaben trust this guy. And he obviously has a, a major voice in the nation and can speak into the life of our church. Y'all know what I'm saying? So it's actually, it's a, hopefully, you know, take my word for it a little bit in the, in the early days that we're never going to bring in a dum-dum to, right? Let's welcome Pastor David Hall. I am
1: so glad to see you. Give Jesus a hand of praise. Give your neighbor the biggest kiss you can. This is how we're going to grow the church. Kiss them. Hey, this is a biblical church. Greet each other with a holy kiss. That's what the Bible says. You may be seated. In the presence of the Lord. (laughs) Is anyone happy to be in the house of God tonight? (laughs) Pastor Jaben, the clock says 7.52. What time do you want me to give you this back? And I will do it to the second. I just can't do maths. 8.15. We'll do it. Beautiful. We can do it before that. If you have a Bible, uh, that's a dangerous liberty to give uh, somebody. Uh, if, if you have a Bible to me, please, the book of John. And, and again, it really is my honor to be back in Vegas. I love Vegas. You know yeah. what, a, what a great city. I mean, there's no city like Vegas. Maybe Reno. Uh, but I love Reno. Reno's awesome. I've been to Reno. No, Reno. The second campus, I believe, is going to be in Reno. <laughs> city like Reno. And uh, Goldie's going to launch that campus. Uh, small beginnings in every in every way. I bring greetings from my wife and my kids. Uh, Donna is my wife. I've got a picture of him. Can I show you real quick? Because uh, oh. Can I look at that one? That's been cropped, so that makes us look wider a little bit, but that's my son. This, this is Sam. Sam is two years old and possibly a little demon possessed, but he's coming out of it this is my wife Donna. She's 62 and she's fantastic. She, that's my son James, and that's me, that's me. and uh, that's my family, and I miss them. And anyway, I want to get in the word because I really do feel like uh, I've got something in my heart to preach. And your pastors are some of the best people in the world. They're authentic, they're the real deal. They love God, they love the power of the, uh, of the Holy Spirit, they love this city. Uh, this wasn't a decision, just let's spin the map and go, where, where could we go? There was a thousand places they could go. There was big churches that could have been given to them. There was every opportunity in the natural, but they said, no, God has spoken to us, and, and they're in Vegas. I am so glad uh, that you're partnering with this church. This is not like my American church. I'm technically a member of the church. I'm joining. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm going to serve. I will serve. I will serve. I'm going to serve in the seniors ministry. I feel led to do that. John chapter 2, verse 1. Let's get in the Word. Uh, John chapter 2, reading from the New King James, which is the translation the Apostle Paul used. So let's have a look at this. It says, on the third day. How many know good things seem to happen on the third day? It says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Somebody say invited. And when they ran out of wine, which is never good, the mother of Jesus said to him, you shouldn't laugh at that, we're Christians here, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, that's definitely a great way to address your mother really, isn't it? He says, woman, and I'll explain that in a minute. What, What does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. I mean, that's good advice to live by, right there. And, and, and verse six says, "Now, now there sorry, now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece." Jesus said to them, "Fill the water pots with water," and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, "Draw some out now. Take it to the master or the master of the feast." <laughs> And they took it when the master of the feast had tasted the water, the water, the water, the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from in brackets. But the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. I love this verse 11. This is powerful. It says, this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he, his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they did not stay there uh, many days. I want to use for uh, a, a thought tonight, I just want to preach a few minutes and stir your faith, really to believe for, for what God can do uh, in your life, in this house, in this church, but also in your own everyday life. I, I want to have a look at the idea of when Jesus comes to the party, when Jesus comes to the party I, I, this, this wasn 't just the greatest uh, party trick that has ever been done i mean i mean if jesus went about doing this all the time he would have been invited to a lot of weddings and so but in this case it, it wasn't really about that this miracle Set up Jesus' earthly ministry. This catapulted him into three and a half years of ministry that no human being can even touch. I mean, I guess not only did he walk on water and and, and pull Lazarus who had died out of a tomb and and, and do great miracles and all of those things. But he also died on Calvary, uh, descended to hell, ascended to heaven, uh, paid the debt that man owed and rose again to life that you and I may have salvation. And live in the grace of God. This wasn't just an ordinary kind of miracle. Somebody's got a problem. God's made it better. This was probably one of the most defining miracles in the Bible. Because of what is contained within this miracle. The Bible says in the book of John. That this was the beginning of the ministry of signs and wonders of Jesus. The the Bible says uh, this was the moment where he manifested. He demonstrated his glory, his weight, his splendor, his authority. This is the moment that it was revealed. And, and we see within this miracle, and I'm just sort of setting this up a little bit, then we'll uh, break it down a little bit. But we see in this miracle that Jesus, he didn't just turn water to wine and that was a miracle. Often we can come to these narratives in scripture and see a few miracles and go, okay, that was a great miracle, cool. There was actually always more going on. Yeah. The Bible talks about the unsearchable riches of of Christ. Whenever Jesus is doing something, whenever the Holy Spirit is doing something, there's always more than meets the eye. I want to show you this uh, for just a minute because we see this miracle. And within this miracle, we see some facets of Jesus, some wonders of his person. The first thing we see is we see his authority. And I'll show you why we see his authority because he turned water into wine. It's not just changing the color of liquid. This is changing the molecular structure of what was in those pots. It went from H2O to CH3, CH2OH. I know, I've studied this. (laughs) (laughs) Which, my friends, would be two carbons, six hydrons, and hydrons, 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 hydrogens. Hydrons, it's a new one. You can get it at Walmart for three bucks. And one oxygen. It's interesting. I am not a scientist, but I married one. My wife is a fully qualified biology, chemistry, and maths teacher. Me, I failed my Holy Spirit exam in Bible college, and now I tell the world about the power of the Holy Ghost. That's my job. Thank God for grace. But one thing that I do know about this is that if there are no carbon atoms, molecules, whichever it is, you take it by faith. You need to get a word for yourself. Don't rely on this preacher. I'm here to open a door. This is where you need to know. If there's no carbon atoms, it means it's not a living thing. The minute there's carbon, it becomes a living thing. He demonstrated his authority over the molecular structure of this water. He turned it into wine, but he also turned it from a dead thing to a living thing. But Pastor Jabin, there wasn't one carbon atom There was two because he's not just a God of life. He's a God of life and life more abundantly. And that's the miracle he did. He turns water into wine. Water into wine is not like turning uh, water into Kool-Aid. It's like turning a car into a kangaroo. They're completely (laughs) different things. If he can change the cells of water and turn them into wine, he can change cancer cells into a healed body by the grace of God. I'm telling you, he is a God who has authority. He can just meddle with stuff. God's quite allowed. He can interfere with what he created. If it's not working, he can fix it. Because this miracle reveals the fact that he has... Oh, man. So I'm getting happy a little bit. My right leg will start to go. And we can't have that on Monday night. we just just getting to know each other just wait a couple of months <laughs> while we're on the subject and for the two of you taking notes I want you to get this this not only did he demonstrate authority over matter but he shows us that he has authority over time yeah. now I'm not uh, I'm not a wine maker but what I what I can tell you is if you get a seed planted in the ground harvest the seed get some grapes do what you do to the grapes and keep them where they get kept in order to be a good wine, like just just a good solid bottle of red wine. And some people say it wasn't alcoholic wine. Nonsense. It was wine. Uh, it's crazy. Jesus turns water to wine, and then the church have been trying to turn it back to water for 2,000 years. It was wine. People say, no, it wasn't. Paul says, Timothy, take some wine for your stomach. And then he says, don't be drunk with wine. In Ephesians, I mean, we can't pick and choose. If it's not wine, you, anyway, moving I'm not saying you can drink it. I'm just making a point. It's between you and the Lord. And <laughs> we have a don't ask, don't tell policy around that. It take. listen to this. This is the word I have for you. You've got to get it. It takes four years to take a seed to wine. Jesus didn't just change water to wine. He didn't just change the molecular structure. He just showed us that he can do in one second what should take four years. I just feel like that's a word for City Light Church, that what, what should take four years, God can do in just one moment. Why? Because he is a supernatural God who lives outside of the boundaries of time. Oh, man, I'm preaching myself happy tonight in in the name of Jesus. Can you just maybe if you believe it, give God a praise for like three seconds. I mean, that's enough. But this wasn't some $3 box wine, Pastor J, from Walmart. This was the best wine. I did research, a.k.a. Google. takes seven years. This is a impossible situation where pots of water turn to wine in a moment of time. Does that not let you know how big God is? But let's just go a bit deeper. He proves he's got authority over time, but then he proves he cares about our own stuff because he goes to a wedding. There's a stingy bridegroom who went cheapo and didn't buy what he needed to buy. But here's the problem. You might go, well, that, that's funny. But here's the reality. In those times, that would end him up in court. Where the father of the bride would take the father of the groom to court. Sue him for the cost. And nullify the marriage to his daughter. And Jesus happened to be there. And, and God in his grace. So we see his authority. We see his grace. He hooked a brother up. He covered his brother up. His brother was a sting. And he says, you know what? I've got your back. You might mess up. But God's got your back. And if that's not enough, if that's not enough, we see, we see his provision. 180 gallons of wine. Once again, I did some maths, equal to 750 bottles of wine. That's a good gift. i been. I'm inviting Jesus to my wedding. I'd just have a wedding, just for the present. I marry the same person again, because it's going well. So I did I did some math, so I did. A good bottle of wine. again, not box wine, good wine, thousand dollars. I've seen wine. I saw in a menu here in Vegas years ago fourteen thousand dollars for a bottle of wine. I bought it. <laughs> Didn't really. I was actually impressed Denny's have good wine these days. I mean, they really. very good. But do you know, here's the thing. Can I tell you, I feel the power of God in the house man. I feel his presence. Cause you start talking about what God can do. He goes, all right, I'll turn up and do it. You know, I just change some things. But here, here's the thing. I did the math. So let's, the best one, let's call it a grand, but let's just for the sake of argument, let's be conservative and call it a hundred dollars. Jesus brings a $75,000 gift. To that wedding. Why? Because he shows his authority in his miracles, but he shows us his grace. He shows us his kindness. Now, this was the perfect situation for the manifestation of the glory of God. In other words, for the ministry of Jesus to begin. And I see six things in this story, and I'm going to move through them quick. I'd love you to write these down. If you've got an iPhone, write them down. If you've got a Samsung, we're going to receive an offering for you tonight. Just (laughs) We're going to believe God. And you know, whenever I make the joke, the Samsung is in the house. They just look like, <laughs> I won't conform. Uh, don't you send me a green text. I, 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 don't, I, I can't read them. and This is green. Jesus. This is, this, is, this is one of these moments where the earthly ministry of Jesus began because the conditions were perfect for him to go, all right, let's do this. And to create, we can look at these narratives and there's truth about who God is that we see in these narratives. But we can also pull principles from within them. Let me give you, let me give you a few things that I see in this story that we can even apply to our life uh, that, that creates space for God to manifest his glory. How many want God to manifest himself in your life? I'm talking about all, manifestation, a demonstration of God's power in your life. There's ingredients, there's an atmosphere that we can create. For God to turn the waters of our life into wine. The first one I see in the scripture, number one, is an invitation. Had Jesus not been invited, how would, it, how would he have done the miracle? I mean, he can do miracles. We know he said a word, but he wouldn't have known. And you know, too often as Christians, I find that we get Jesus involved when the problems start. You know, we we, we don't invite Jesus to the party, but when we run out of wine, oh, we'd better text Jesus, send him a quick Facebook invite, and just make sure he can get... We've got to understand, the reason that miracle happened was Jesus was already there. And you know, living the Christian life is not naming the name of Jesus, uh, going to church and and doing all that. It's actually being totally yielded to the will and purpose of God for your life. So if it's a no with God, it's a no with me. If it's a yes with God, being in step with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit doesn't mean you walking and the Spirit follows. It means following the leading of God's Spirit. It's inviting God to be the captain of your life. Do you know what I thank God about this church? You can feel it. You can see it. That Jesus was the first member that seems to have joined this church. Church. i mean i mean everything that's happened here is by the supernatural hand of god there's miracle after miracle after miracle i don't know any pastor that r- rings up another pastor of a church that says use our building to help get started. you're sitting in a miracle even right now i mean if this is where i lived i'd be like no way I'm not using my church i'm protecting my patch here thank you very much can i tell you jesus is here He's been invited. He, if you invite him into the center of your life, watch and see the miracles of God. Can you say Amen on a Monday night? Oh, Jesus, man, I'm getting. Jesus likes a good party, by the way. He made it law. God made it the law. The law. You have to have an eight day party and eat yourself to a point of shame. You know when you eat a little bit and it's like well, I've eaten a bit too much, and then you're like you're eating and you're definitely in a car behind a fast food restaurant by yourself. It's like that shame level of eating. Oh my. I've never done that. I've just seen documentaries. His kingdom isn't righteousness and peace. Meat and drink. It is righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices when one sinner comes back to Jesus. Can I tell you, Jesus isn't going to put out, he's not the party pooper. He's the life in which every good celebration we have. Make sure Jesus is invited to every season of your life. Because when he's there, you've got the winemaker and he's there. Let's have a look. Number two. I love this. Here's another ingredient for the manifest power of God. Number two is a problem. Somebody say a problem. Can I say they had a problem? They ran out of wine. There was a problem. I think City Light Church has a problem. The church is starting on the 21st of January and we don't have a building Come yet. On. It's a problem. Yeah. There's a problem. There's a campus. God wants to start in Reno and no one seems to be on board. That's a problem. And Jay Hubbard might be the campus pastor of Reno. The Hoover Dam campus. They're really the only three places in Nevada that I know. Is that the only three? Yeah, moving along. Let's just keep going. I'm submitted to the senior pastor in whom I serve. There's a problem. They ran out of wine. That's a problem. For some of you, that's a big problem. But you know something? You read all through the Gospels, it seems like every miracle that took place was in response to a problem. They ran out of wine. Problem. Jesus turns water into wine. Answer. Answer. Problem, a woman had an issue of blood. Answer, Jesus was passing by. Problem, mankind needed a savior. Answer, Mary falls pregnant supernaturally and gives birth to the savior of the world. Problem, 5,000 people haven't got lunch. Answer, Jesus steals a boy's lunch. (laughs) Feeds 5,000 people and just because of the inconvenience gives him 12 baskets left over. That seems to be the nature of God. You might be here and say, I've got a lot of problems. I'm not saying you're saying that about me. I'm saying you're saying that about yourself. You know, some mornings i get up and I think, man, I've got a lot of problems. I feel like God says, well, that's good. I can use it. Because where, where there's problems, I get glory because I, I'm the God who takes people with problems and I do miracles in their lives. We don't have a building for City Light Church, but we do have a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's a God of provision and a God of blessing. Your problem might be you're not smart enough, you're not good looking enough, not educated enough, not well enough. You might be sick, broke, one leg. I don't know what you, what you're going through. Maybe your cat got the flu. I don't know what the situation is. But what I do know, you, your life might be full of problems. But what I do know is God's the answer. If you've invited Him, you've got the great problem solver in your midst. His name. Is Jesus Number three, we we see a voice and it's a a bit of a random voice because in some ways you would have thought Mary would have known better. I'm a Protestant and so of course I don't pray to Mary uh, at all. It's my conviction that I don't. But can I say this? I also think Mary does deserve some kind of respect because uh, if she's carrying the fullness of the Godhead bodily within her, I think she's going to step into some kind of anointing. I mean, you can't, you can't have Jesus on the inside of you and not become somebody that's fairly... I mean, I know when Jesus came inside of me, things changed. And so Mary, she, she could sense in the spirit. She was prophetic. She had an edge on her life. She knew that this was Jesus' time to manifest His glory. I don't know if he'd asked Him different times. But she never told Him what to do. She just presented a problem and trusted the sovereignty of God. Trusted God with it. He said, "I'm bringing it to you." Maybe he didn't fully submit in the very early part to his mother, but he definitely consulted his father. And there was a moment where what mother was saying and heavenly father was saying and destiny happened, and so he did uh, what 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 she said to do. Faith has a voice. Faith brings stuff to Jesus. Can I tell you, this church has a problem. It doesn't have a building. But can I tell you, it, it, God's bigger than that. But can, you, you can be that voice. Say, hey, God, do it. What, and, but then Mary turns around and says, whatever he says to do, do it. The best advice ever given. I mean, Mary's a legend. What a thing to say to a bunch of servants that didn't even know Jesus. Whatever he says to do, do it. I, I think that's what it takes to get a church established. Very good. Whatever God needs us to do, we've got to do it might not be easy. might involve sacrifice, but hey, you only live once. And I wasn't trying to do a YOLO then either. Uh, <laughs> that was like just an accident. You do only live once. Yeah. You have one chance to crack this city for the glory oh, of God. Right? When you stand before God, don't be all like, yeah, we attended city life. Why don't you stand before God and go, oh, I'm pretty much the reason this thing happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Pastor Jabin's got that mansion over the hilltop. I need something bigger because yeah. I've worked very, very, very hard, I tell you. Yeah. Faith has a voice. It's not passive. Faith takes ground for the kingdom of God. There's a voice. We see a voice. And then let's go on for a minute. Number four, we see a container. I love it. I heard one preacher say God's miracles are always set in stone. Stone pots. 180 gallons worth of stone pots. A container. You know, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're going to pray at the end and, 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 and God's good. But he, this is what I want to say. It's so important we forge within ourselves the ability to contain what God wants to do in our lives. Yeah. Some of us want provision but we've never forged that with our giving. We've never forged that now tithing and sowing into the work of God to create a space for God to fill. We've never forged uh, dug wells with ourselves in prayer or sacrifice or servanthood. And I want to encourage you, this is such a season in the early days of this church. uh, We'll never have these days again where we can serve God, but while serving God, we're building a container for Vegas, but we're also building a container within ourselves to receive all that God has for us. You know, the Bible talks, talks about trusting the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. He says, honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase. And he says, and your barns will overflow. I was saying that to our church the other day, Pastor Jay, and it occurred to me that for God to fill my barns, I need to get a barn. A barn. Uh, a, barn a barn. A barn. You need a barn. Do, do you know.
0: Then
1: I thought, oh, I don't even have enough land at the back of my house for a barn. And then it dawned on me, God doesn't want to just fill my house. He wants to fill an extra place of supply, which involves greater capacity to receive. This is the way God works. Let's let's be containers for what God has, containers for his anointing. Number four. Number five, uh, this is a word I made up. It's not a real word uh, because I, I, I try to find the word. There is no word. These servants, they drew the water from the pots and it was made wine. So one of the... One of the ingredients for this miracle is a drawer, a drawer, a drawer of wine. It's interesting. The Bible says, can we get the scripture back up here? Is that okay? I don't don't know if we can. I know know I'm springing it on you. If we can't, I'll just read it. But in in the book of John, it says says this in in verse number eight. Just look in your Bibles. It's fine. He said to them, draw some out now. Take it to the master of the feast. When they took it, the master of the feast tasted the water. Listen, that was made wine. He tasted water. That was made wine and did not know where it came from. Listen to this. But the servants, listen, who had drawn the water. It doesn't say they drew wine. Wow. Now, I don't fully know what to make of that chronologically, but it seems to me the Bible made it very clear. It just wanted to show it was not until it was drawn yes, sir. in the so it was water. It wasn't until there was obedience to draw something out of it. You might look at City Light Church and say, man, this is some good water here. It's not until you draw what God's actually deposited in this. You're going to pull the wine out of this church. You're going to pull that living thing. It's going to come into your life. Let's be drawers of God's power and presence in our hearts and in our lives. Make room, capacity in your giving, in your confession, in your openness to the Spirit of God. Make room. If you make room for God's anointing, God's anointing will make room for you. Yes,
0: sir.
1: Yep. It's my last thought. Maybe if Sister Keyboard could come, you're amazing, Rochelle. Rochelle I'm just meeting everybody. She wasn't wearing a name tag. Oh. I know. It was noticed. <laughs> I will be raising this at the first board meeting, Pastor J. On the agenda. second thing on the agenda is a pay rise for board members, that's oh. the uh, that's a joke I don't get anything by the way sorry, moving right along I think my name just got on the agenda for the next board meeting too removal of our first board member David finally see when she plays everything sounds far more spiritual doesn't it It's beautiful final thing is, is master of the feast he said you've saved the best wine until now. You see, this is the thing. They give the good wine first because they carouse, they drink. And these aren't believers. We're not talking about Christians. We're talking about the people who are at the the wedding. They're drunk to a point where why bring the good stuff out when they've already had an intoxicating experience with with the wine that they have. Some people, some people think this is a wonderful story. I actually think it's one of the great tragic stories in the Bible. I'll tell you why. The only people that knew Jesus was that party were the servants, were some disciples, and, were, and it was Mary. Everyone else tasted great wine. But they were too inebriated, they were too intoxicated on what they were doing to realize the winemaker had been in the place. You know, sometimes I think we can get even like that with church. We're so obsessed with church, 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 servings. That's why people get burned out. If, you, if, if you're just drinking the wine, but your eyes aren't on the winemaker. There's a winemaker who's the head of this church. I want to encourage it. Some people healing. I need healing. I need, No, no, no. You need to meet the healer. I, I, I need provision. No, you need to meet the provider. I, I need that wine. No, you need to meet the winemaker. And he's real and he's alive. And you know, in this room tonight, I I really do believe that Firstly, I, in my role in, in South Australia, just with the group of churches, I mean, I see church plants all the time. This is this is different. There's a grace on this. for It's going to touch the world. This this thing is going to touch the whole world. And it, it, sparks are going to fly. I know, I know everybody makes a joke, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Then they say, well, what happens in Vegas? Here's not going to stay in Vegas. But it's not. Because this church, the church is going to impact America. And we're living in a day, I think... I think the church more than ever before needs to stand up and be what God's called it to be. And, but I want to encourage you, let's not just get so intoxicated in our own lives that we miss what the winemaker wants to do. It's not the happiest story in the Bible, Pastor Jay, but it's a tragedy. Because you don't read of one salvation. You don't read of one person confessing Christ as Lord. The disciples had greater faith. He stepped into ministry. It was great for Jesus Ministries International. But it wasn't a great day in terms of a win for Jesus. I wonder if he left disappointed. Yeah, they drank my wine. But they didn't realize I, I made it for them. I wonder if if maybe he, he looks at us sometimes. They, they they breathe my air. They drink my water. But do they still look up to the hills and see where their help comes from? No. No, the God is good. And God's mercy endures forever. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for this church. I know you're seated, stay seated, it's good. But I'd love you to to lift your hands. You might not be a hand-lifter kind of church attender. We we encourage either full lift, half mast is fine. Down by the side is okay. Even in the pockets with a wiggle from side to side. Eyes closed, you can have one eye closed, one eye open. I peek during prayer because I want to see if something supernatural is happening. And I just check out what's going on. However you want to respond. But this is what I'd love you to do is open your heart and get your eyes on the winemaker. His name's Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the presence of God, our Father in heaven. Lord, I just ask you that you you would touch this house. Let people know that what they might be doing is dragging some pots. This is a season of sacrifice. But there are great miracles on the other side of the sacrifice. And Lord God, I remind everyone tonight, just as I close, that we serve a God who in one moment can do a quickened work. Where what could take 10 years of building. I feel like Pastor Jaben. even a year from now, people are going to go, man, this church feels like it's got the depth of a church that's 10 years old. The resource, the staff, the people, the strength. Why? Because there's, the, the hour is urgent and the church needs to accelerate what God's doing on this planet. And I feel like God is going to speed up this work by the grace of God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I pray for City Light Church. Lord, let a mighty anointing come upon this place. Lord, let this be alive with the fire of your spirit. Lord God, let faith be in this place. Lord, I pray this church would never worry about finance. But God, you would provide every step of the way. Be El Shaddai in this church. And Lord God, we give you all the honor. Lord God, we give you all the praise. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said together. Amen. Thank you so much for letting me preach. God bless you.
0: Come on, let's put our hands together and thank Pastor David. Thank you so much. Brilliant. We, re- I- we receive that in Jesus' name. You know, I have a friend in Houston, Texas right now. Uh, it's called Hope City. Um, Je- Pastor Jeremy Foster, in two and a half years, that church has grown to 9,000 people. It's the fastest growing church, not only in America, but in American history, um, it has grown. And they're in three high schools set up and tear down three high schools. They're running nine thousand people. And it's just a it's a move of God. Um, and so everything David's saying, I'm going, amen. I don't think, you know. I don't think we need to be 100 tonight and in a year we're 150. I, I believe we can be 1,000 people next year. I say this all the time. Thank you for that. Amen. I say this all the time. We're in a large and growing city. We should be a large and growing church. We're in a multicultural city. We should be a multicultural church. We're in a diverse city. We should be a diverse church. We are in an expanding city. We should be an expanding church. Amen. Can I get a loud amen? And so we want to grow. We want to grow. And I, and I keep saying that every week because I never want—I never want this room to limit your faith and go, "Oh, we've we've done it. We're packed. We're done. We made it." No, we've 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 got rooms to fill. Not for our name, not for our glory. For this city, Amen. And uh, that's why we're here. That's why that's why God moved us here. And you know, Dave, you said that tonight. I've never even mentioned that, and I because I. It doesn't even cross my mind, but it is funny the the amount of churches that have been offered to us that we could have we could have went to a big city, taken a big church, big salary, and and would have been great. Um, but we know the Lord's hand is on this city for such a time as this, and and it's not a sacrifice; it's an absolute honor. Amen. And so, we're honored. Listen, if you if you have not filled out a card, please do that tonight. There's going to be some men and women at the back who will receive this. The offering is actually. Um, Right by you, Mario. There in the back, or the buckets are. So if we could, if I could get some help with that, maybe Amanda or Jay. Or first of all, when you give, God has a harvest in mind, and so never don't get it twisted. God will absolutely bless your life for giving. But he, but we don't just give to get. We also give to give again. And the next time we give, it's even bigger because God continues to expand us. And so I remember tithing on two hundred dollars a week, and I know what it is to now give. The vast—I don't even want to think about percentages. The vast majority of our finances go back into the kingdom of God, and all to the glory of God. Can I say that? And I get to give. I get, and then I get to give again, Amen. and it's unbelievable what God uh, for for us from a, two trailer park kids from Las Lunas, Belen, New Mexico. Uh, I'll tell you, we're we're just blessed to be here. Okay, and so uh, we're from. We're from Los... My wife is from Los Chavez Okay, population, probably a couple of hundred people. Definitely more dairy cows than humans. And uh, that's a true story. And uh, for us to even just be here tonight is we're blessed. And so I want to just... I want to tell you, you, this is this is good soil. It's is a good place to give. I encourage you to give. There's ways to give. Uh, most of you, I think probably 90% of you give online. That's great. It's not... More anointed to give tonight, less anointed online. God sees your heart. It's very easy to give online, very secure. And uh, you can honestly, if you're on a salary and, and you know what you're going to get paid, you can just put that in and it just goes every week. And so anyway, we're excited. Pastor, Would you want to just pray for us? And um, I think the world of you, I'm, I'm so glad you're with us and, and, and we love you. Thank you. Uh, why don't we all stand? And uh, Pastor Mitch is going to pray for us before we get out of here.
2: I want you to know uh, this man is my pastor, and I am submitted to him. Uh, but I do not want to start the second campus in Reno. That—that no. that is Goldie's campus. Do so I get a witness on that? Twenty years. However, Maui campus. Hey,
0: I'm down.
2: I'm down. We're good. So I want to pray for you. I just feel led. Oh, gotta <laughs> I just feel led to pray for you. This is like the start of the week, right, for a lot of people. And for those of you that hit some roadblocks, some limitations, some hindrances, maybe in your job, your finances, your business, maybe your marriage, whatever, and you just feel like you're kind of hit your head against the wall, I just believe that this week... You're going to see the freedom, the liberty to move forward, to go to the next level. Because as God takes this church to the next level from glory to glory to glory, it works the same for you as well, right? We're talking about what God is doing here in this church, but God wants the same thing to happen in your life, expansion, growth, right? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done in our midst tonight, Father. We thank you that you've spoken through the prophet, Lord God. We thank you that you're doing a great work in the lives of your people, Father. We thank you that businesses are expanding, Father. We thank you that people are getting those promotions, Lord God. We thank you that they're qualifying for those mortgages, God. We just thank you, Father, that that marriages are getting healed and bodies are getting healed, Father, and that restoration is in our midst, God, because Jesus, you're Lord over this church, and you're Lord over every single person that's in this building right now, God. We thank you that you're moving by the power of your Holy Spirit in supernatural ways, Father. We pray that this rest of the week would be supernatural in every sense of the word, God. And we just thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.